Hubhopper Originals. Hello friends, welcome to the podcast Executive Mom Stories. This is not an ordinary business podcast, but this show is with ordinary people who are making an extraordinary efforts, the working moms who are juggling to keep a balance at work and home. Today on Executive Mom Stories, a very special guest See the the thing with being a working mom is that your children become in my opinion bolder more confident independent so there are lots of advantages also that you can give yes maybe you haven't really made the perfect dosha for them to eat maybe you know you didn't really actually do certain things which stay at home moms do maybe but then there are trade offs A very happy Women's Day to all the wonderful ladies out there. On this special episode on the occasion of International Women's Day, we have a very special guest with us, Dr. Anuradha Balaram. Though she doesn't need an introduction, however, for the benefit of our listeners, we would like to tell that she is the first Chief Economic Advisor to the State Planning Board, Government of Kerala. She is a postgrad in Economic Honours from Madras University. MPhil from University of Manchester and PhD from IIT Delhi. She joined Indian Economic Services in the year 1986. Her husband, Mr. Ajit Balaram, has worked in Merchant Navy and presently working as mooring master. They have a daughter who is a graphic designer. Let's listen to Dr. Anuradha on this women's day. Dr. Anuradha you entered the workforce in 1986 that's right right and when even we were not even born at that time <laughs> you're so, making me sound so old no 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 it's not that but uh, at the time there were not so many women in the workforce and you must have been having more, mostly the male colleagues and how had you felt during that journey and what are your takeaways from this long journey Kulbir you're right there weren't too many women at the kind of position that I was aspiring to be in I did not want an ordinary sort of a job for some reason I wanted to do something extraordinary uh I grew up in Madras which is as you can imagine a good place to grow up in but nevertheless coming to Delhi being a civil servant things like that was quite new because uh no one in my family has been in the civil service so it was a it was a a big leap of faith for me i was already married when i started working which again is quite rare and the only reason that i could actually do all the things that i did was because of the tremendous support that i got from my husband he was in the merchant navy he still is but he felt that it was important for me to find my own identity and one of the things that he told me was that if i wanted to work i should but i should try and excel and not just work for the money because that we did not need so uh, the motivation was much more than just a salary although that was welcome no doubt but it was much more important now coming back to your specific question when i had taken on a bit of a challenge like that it was important for me to battle on even though there were certain challenges and one of the biggest challenge that i faced then was you're right there weren't very many women so you didn't have women colleagues to talk to 
but men are equally good i mean one can form a support yeah. system there's no Definitely. problem at all yeah. and they can be very helpful as well so i don't have much of a problem there you got married at the age of 21 and you completed most of your education after that yeah. post graduation <laughs> then mphil then doctorate mm. so what kept you going to pursue your educational aspirations like many women when they get married and they get a job hand over the baton i will take care of home or the regular job but you pursued the third dimension the education so what was that inspiring part in that you see i am an advisor to the government yeah right now one of the things that i have to do is yes as a government servant a government officer there was no compelling need for me to study further yeah i had already got yes. it but the nature of my job involved a lot of uh farming out research meaning i i need not necessarily do the research myself but i need to know the terms of reference i need to call up academics i need to get work done from different groups of people so it would be always better if you also know exactly who you're talking to so if you want to talk to researchers it's a good thing to get a phd yeah and i've always liked studying so oh, cool. <laughs> and if we take the field of study Uh, we have a common myth or the misconception that uh, women are not good in mathematics in science subject particularly so have you faced this kind of type of uh, misconception during your career not really because in my line of work i needed to have a very good understanding of maths and statistics economics yes. being my uh, i was i am an economist yeah. so um, i i didn't have any problem uh, being a woman in my field no Okay, that's great that we can feel that at least women are being recognized in that field. Yes, yes, I don't think that's a problem. So coming to the work and life, and then adding your third dimension study, how you managed your work and life balance? Like I said, one big support was my family. Yes. Uh, the second thing is that uh, right from the beginning, if you're going to work, what happens, and you build a support system around you. your child also understands that you're going to work so they don't get shocked it's not a situation where you know if you've taken a few years off and then you suddenly start going to work then the whole family is used to one particular you know uh, aspect of you and so suddenly they don't want to change in it but if you've been doing it throughout um then maybe they don't seem to they th- take it as something which is business as usual you know they don't so you don't have much of a problem from the family now how do you cope with a small child husband in the merchant navy coping on your own in a strange city um all that how do you do so you build your support systems and usually it's your child's friends parents who are your best support so what happens because the children are all going at the same age so what happens is a small network of people mostly moms get together and help each other out now what does in that group there'll be a few working women and a lot of non working women now how do we complement each other it's very important to find a way in which we can complement each other so that no one feels exploited so during the day um say i come back at 6 o'clock so during the day after school and things like that let's say some some friends mom is looking after when she wants to go out with her husband at the end of the day or something the children can come over and be at my place because at the end of the day i don't really want to go out anyway so broadly what happens is you work out a system where you have 
friends who can pitch in and who can really help you out and they can count on you as well so in this support system have you felt the need or in the contemporary times do you feel the need of joint families a joint family was a beautiful uh, you know way of being provided um the mother-in-law is also educated and the mother-in-law vibes with you very well if it's a joint family with the mother-in-law feeling that this is not what you ought to be doing you should not be working it will take a lot of energy on your part to really get that equation sorted out so that's going to be a big bit of a challenge i don't have that problem because i come from a family where the women were educated so i don't have so to. during this journey you must have developed some thumb rules of the life to handle the situations like this situation i will be taking care of it doesn't work what? out like that kulveer uh, you see many things that happen in life are unanticipated so you know you learn how to respond to yeah. it the thing is you've got to have guts so you really have to have guts, guts. like hmm. there may be something one or two things which come handy to you every time like yes in the stress full situation i will be taking care no matter what i will not be bulging down so you must be having some up and down moments see there are always up and down moments there are many times at work when you have had a long career of 30 odd years there are many times when you know uh, you would have felt that things are not fair to you you would have felt that uh, people are treating you as a woman rather than an officer there are all kinds of things that happen that's bound to happen now how does one cope with it you have to have people you can talk to and you should be able to talk one to one with people whether it's your spouse whether it's a set of friends yeah. you need someone to talk to about work related issues someone who you know can really give you sound advice so that i've had i've not had a problem with that um i don't usually internalize things i usually talk about it communicate it well and get it sorted out The biggest thing that you have to learn is that it's not going to be easy but it's still going to be worth it. And you've got to really really understand that trying to be a perfect see there's a lot of guilt you have to handle throughout the way because you know there will be a time when there's this meeting this critical meeting for which you have to be there and at the same time maybe your child is a bit ill she's got measles or something. Now the thing is that there's always this conflict what to do and it is very 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 difficult at that point of time but you know you you work around it so sometimes you do end up feeling a bit guilty but then if you can communicate with your child and make them understand usually they do they're not see the the thing with being a working mom is that your children become in my opinion bolder more confident independent so there are lots of advantages also that you can give yes maybe you haven't really made the perfect dosha for them to eat maybe you know you didn't really yeah. actually do certain things which stay at home moms do maybe but then there are trade offs so then in the trade offs what have you found the best part being a working mom i found my sense of identity okay. for me it was very important that i had an identity of my own I did not want to be someone's wife, someone's mother alone. I like being someone's wife. I like being someone's mother, but I wanted to be someone of my own. 
so being someone of your own and when we find the modern working women who are entering the workforce and who are moms how do they handle the perception the people form about them you you said like in-laws or the society or their colleagues there are some perceptions about women see the perceptions see there are certain women who are compelled to work because they need that little extra income to the family okay yeah. then the whole fa- family should be fair to them it is so unfair when you know that that woman has to work for her income and yet treat her as though she shouldn't be doing that you know that kind of complexity is there usually what happens is kulbir that in certain kinds of uh, families those problems are there and it's still there especially in certain parts of the country and things like that but uh, increasingly i think it's not there so much now the problem arises when you happen to be a single parent or when you because all sorts of complex situations can occur then what happens the woman is battling a whole lot of new things she's battling on her own without much yes. support uh sometimes she's branded as um, you know uh, unfairly you know in the works p- uh, place and things like that so all that also has added dimensions which can cause stress for her that makes the situation more complex more complex for her. and it's unfair you know it's usually a judgment which is unwarranted as you have worked at various international agencies hmm. and international assignments also uh, so what cultural differences you find See in the western world what happens is that you're treated on par with your male colleague it is your qualifications and your designation that helps however in asian development bank where i worked um for a short while i had a japanese boss and uh, there i found that there were certain um hidden um expectations of how a lady economist uh, has to behave which was which took me by surprise okay. because back in government in government of india i did not have to face all that i didn't have to make the tea or i didn't have to in any way you know uh, uh, treat myself as someone who has to be the very polite one but i found that the japanese culture also actually places certain demands on a woman officer so obviously it's an asian kind of a tradition where they are still getting used to women at very high positions they probably are used to women at clerical positions and things like that and so it's automatic for them to ask you to do this or do that or this or that i mean there's no harm in you doing it but then you you wonder why it's always you who has to do it you know that is not considering you've been taken for your qualifications and not because you can make a cup of tea as you said you wanted to have an identity of yourself and you pursued your educational goals and then your personal development along with your career and family so what were your to go you can say in terms of reading books or some other hobbies which had maintained a balance for you Yes I read a lot you see I liked reading uh, I like reading about uh, people who have uh, managed to do these things who've managed to juggle things you know strong women or even for that matter strong men it doesn't matter uh, I like um, I like uh, meeting small groups of people who can talk uh, without too many facades and who can actually communicate 
meaningfully about something or the other you know whatever we want to talk about um some amount of spiritual reading has helped me a lot towards you know towards getting a little bit getting my core in order but it's taken me some time now i find increasingly that it helps a lot to actually find something which will where, where you know where you which will root you so that's a very important thing so in those readings can we get some specific reading references yes so that, uh, uh, i would strongly recommend that uh, swami vivekananda any of his uh, writings is good because he talks about strength he talks about self confidence and self belief he talks you know it's just that when you read it you get charged up you know you get the yes. feeling that you can do it so basic feeling is you can do it you don't have to limit yourself in any fashion and uh, so i like um, strength and positivity international women day 2019 the theme is based on think equal build smart innovate for change so i perceive or i see those dimensions think equal are we saying to a woman to think equal for herself or are we saying it to wider audience to think equal i think we're telling it to human beings to think equal because um, this kind of uh, unnecessary um, uh, sort of uh, uh, differentiation on account of someone's gender i think should be avoided uh, this thinking equal again what happens is equality does not mean that in each and everything you're looking at that you're looking at giving people equal opportunity basically and being a smart working mom in the present contemporary times what are your uh, suggestions for a working mom who has many challenges to face in the present urban scenarios specifically what skills she should she should be having well one of the first things that she has to have is a lot of self belief she should not allow anyone to take away her confidence she should be able to look in the mirror and say i'm okay maybe i'm struggling right now but i can handle it so that self belief is the first thing that she needs secondly she needs to manage her time very effectively there's a lot of juggling to do there's a lot to do and she has to manage that very very well so in those time management techniques can we get from your armor one or two tricks of time saving yes i planned the previous day uh, by the end of the day i usually have a little list of the things i have to do the next day and i tend to prioritize them as what is really important to do as well you know what's urgent what's important how and i give it a deadline you know i give it a certain flexible deadline say a day or two or whatever and i review it and make sure it gets done and invariably it all gets ticked off so when we say that uh, a woman should be having self belief before turning to a woman she must be having her childhood phase then adulthood phase so how have you inculcated those values in your child specifically what were your methods so the first child thing becomes... that a child needs love if the child is confident about love of the parents the confidence will be there the child is not going to be confused about it the child will feel valued so the first thing that we have to do is both parents will have to make the child feel valued by just showing love and genuinely wanting the child that's the thing given our limitations whatever it is if the child understands that we love them they are not likely to be you know in any way confused about that that's the first thing that they need is love 
Other than that, what happens is I think a dad is very important for a daughter. See, my dad would say things like, oh, come on, if you can't do it, then I wonder who can do it. Right, the civil services, and if I said, oh, well, I don't know, it's iffy, he'll say, really? If you can't do it, I wonder who will do it. I mean, that's the kind of confidence my dad had. You know, and so that makes a lot... My husband has the same kind of confidence in my daughter. So it's not necessary that she has to write the civil services, but in whatever she wants to do, he has complete confidence in her. So what happens? This confidence doesn't mean expectations. That's the thing. It's not that my dad or her dad, my daughter's dad, that's my husband, it's not that they say, we expect you to do this. It's just that... If you want to do it, you can do it. That kind of a feeling. It's not that they're putting pressure on you yeah. or anything. It's just that they feel you can do it. Why not? Yeah. They are not leaving you like rudderless, but they are giving you direction also and leaving you free also. They're giving you a direction, but not so much by hand, holding your yeah. hand as such, but saying that, you know, you can do it. It's not that, you see... Um, support does not necessarily mean that they have to actually move all the weeds yes. and the barriers they just have to say that you can do it give you that strength and you can do it why not we are talking about make uh, like women are being part of workforce at workplaces if we reverse the logic making husband part of workforce at home so what are those uh, things a husband can help and a woman or a wife expects her husband to be part of? See, in my generation, uh, it is a little difficult to expect the man to do too much. What he says is that I'm a provider, why don't you manage? When you can manage so many things at work, why can't you manage at home by getting someone to do? He's not saying that you only have to go and struggle and all that. He's saying there is enough See, if there's a two-income two family, you can delegate certain jobs to other people so that your stress levels are managed. Yes. He may not want to come back from work and struggle with you in the kitchen. Nor does he particularly want you only to struggle in the kitchen. He just wants you to manage the whole thing by getting someone. It's not easy because nowadays, you know, increasingly it's difficult to get. But I think if you're fair and non-exploitative of domestic uh, help... I think you can get people who will be faithful and loyal and increasingly there are all kinds of services available where you can decide where you want to farm out and what you want to do yourself. So it's it's a question of management really. So as we are talking in our podcast specific to working mom, our last question, when a lady has to go through critical phase from you can say leaving her parents house, then getting married, then having child's. Again, maybe she may be switching jobs due to relocation relocation or being a mother. So what are, you can say, strengths she should be building for handling those critical phases? Like she may be out of workforce for one year or two years. Or again, she she may have to take care of child. So what she should be... See, one of the first things that she should do is ideally take care of her physical and emotional and uh, mental uh, health even during the time that she takes a break. Let's say she's taken a break for her, you know, maternity and all that. During that time, she should make sure that she's physically, mentally and emotionally fit. That she cannot afford to compromise on on any any grounds. Now, that will be entirely her own job to do because she will get support to some extent, but she has to do it regardless. Yes.
because only mm-hmm. then she'll be ready to enter the workforce okay, yeah. then right from the beginning her dialogue with all her important people should be such that they all understand that this is a temporary phase when she has stepped out and also hopefully she's able to make everyone feel that it's a good idea for the entire family if she works if it's only a good idea for her then she's right. not going to get that kind of support yeah right so these are the things that she needs to do build her support systems in such a way be aware that she cannot be perfect there will be times when she'll have to you know manage this way and that way other people will also have to accept that there are all these kind of things that she has to bear in mind so what will be your uh, you can we can say last message on this international women day for the working moms so that we can convey to a larger audience and get many inspired you can have it all that's great a very short and powerful message thank you dr anurag thank, thank you. you thank you very much yes ladies so you can have it all just need to create your own identity and never settle with whatever little the world offers to you have a wonderful time stay tuned to executive mom stories for any feedback or to be your guest on our show you can reach us at exemomstories@gmail.com or an executive mom stories facebook page i hope you enjoyed this hubhopper original podcast if you want to get started with your own show please do get in touch we'd love to have you on board send an email to info@hubhopper.com that's info@hubhopper.com and we'll get back to you in a flash We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.